and hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News' Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. From the birthplace of radio's greatest era, now from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. The millionaire maker, Hillary Kramer. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, uh, so glad to have you with us for Legal Night at Radio Night Live. Uh, Kevin McCullough, always honored to have you here. And I tell people all the time, I have the best guests, I have the best co-hosts in the business. One, I get to talk to somebody different every night, which is always kind of fun. You just go in all kinds of uh, different directions on these topics. But then to be able to do so with people that have such expertise in their arenas, like the great Imran Ansari, who won a major case this week. And we're going to brag on him in just a little bit. Uh, But Imran, always good to see you. Always good to be here, Kevin. Excited to be on. Now I have a very serious question for you, and I'm 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 trying to be as as deadpan as possible. There's this really nice, polite senator from South Florida by the name of Marco Rubio. You may know him. He's a nice guy. He has a little pretty tie that he wears, combs his hair very nicely. Uh, I think he always says, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, and no, sir, and no, ma'am. He asked a question on Twitter today. If Florida can count seven and a half million votes in five hours, why can't a state that has only two million people, Arizona, uh, why can't they count two million votes in like three days? Is there any like really good answer to that question? Because I'm impressed with this polite young man from South Florida named Marco Rubio, and I think he just won a huge election. But I think he has a very good point. No? Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, you know, what's the what's the holdup here? So I think uh, Rubio has a good point, and you know, we're 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 just waiting, right? We're waiting. Waiting and waiting and waiting. Yep. I'm going to wait some more and then go to sleep, wake up tomorrow, wait some more. Now, it's it's really bizarre because now two full days after the polls closed uh, in, in Arizona, and they still have, it's like a half million votes that they haven't counted. And I, I, you can look at the circumstances and kind of wonder, is someone playing games because of the direction the vote's going? Um, I, I guess uh, Kathy Lake started out 12 points behind when they started counting the, the, the mail-ins early. And right now she's at less than a half point difference in she and Katie Hobbs with 500,000 uh, day of votes still out there. So, you know, are those yeah. mostly Republican p- votes? I don't know. But would they favor her? She's only like 6,000 behind in the count. And she started out like, you know, much farther than that. And the same thing could go for that Senate race. And uh, I think Nevada's very close to buttoning all their stuff up. But it look, like Arizona has two million people. Like that's that's not even one tenth of the of the New York metro, Imran. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I know. I think, and I the the Twitter sphere here is just uh, ablaze with with criticism. I think there was a post: school children can count faster. <laughs> yes. um, and and th- I, a local affiliate there, a Fox affiliate, I believe, was ex- attributing the delay to the sheer size of Maricopa County. Uh, but you know, Kevin, you just made a great hello. I mean, we, well, how big yeah, is Manhattan? Yeah. Like exactly. we had our votes counted the same night. Like it was, there was, I, oh, oh man, I can't believe this. I mean, this is just crazy stuff. And these people are down there. They're saying this to the press and, the, and they're expecting the press to believe them. Well, you know, Maricopa County is so big. I mean, I don't know how cities like New York or whole states like Florida can do it. My goodness. If they had to count the number of ballots we had just in the, just in the, in the city, it would take them until next year sometime. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, a, it's quite remarkable because you think by now you would have a, a system in place, especially when people are very focused on the integrity of elections these, these days, that you would have a system uh, in place to really do this in a more efficient manner. It's almost yeah. like, you know, all, all 49 have uh, uh, ran the race and you're just lagging behind, you know, on, on the, the second lap there. So it's, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, even Georgia got theirs counted before now. And, you know, Georgia's like, you know, ground zero for problems. Um, so anyway, that, very interesting. We'll keep you posted if anything changes on that uh, while we're uh, having our legal conversations. But, yeah, Arizona still hasn't finished counting. And then I know you were just dying to hear from this guy. But uh, evidently, Chris Christie is not happy. Uh, and so the big guy is like, you know, mouthing off to people. He said, you know, GOP's become ineffective in general elections. I just would like to remind the former governor of New Jersey, and for most of the people that are listening, um, the GOP won the House back. Like, what did you want them to do? Wasn't that the goal, like, to win the House back? You're going to have the House. You might still have the Senate. It's it's a very narrow path, but there's still a possibility. I just don't understand all the negativity and all the all the hand-wringing and stuff. It, it, and I, I also think this, Imran, I'd love to know your thought on this. I don't think we're going to live in the day and age where you have 50, 60, 70 seat swings in the in the Congress anymore. I think in the off year, a big a big move is going to be 20 to 30 seats. And I think, you know, uh, you're going to have a more closely uh, divided in terms of number uh, because we've seen this trend since like 2012. The the country is, is pretty polarized. The two ends of everything have you know they make the case to their supporters and there's just fewer and fewer people in the middle and what that means is that you're not going to have a big persuadable bunch of people in the in the middle to just always you know sweep back and forth with the broom it, it, there, i think when you have a, a shift of 20 25 30 seats that's going to be big in this era of closely divided elections and i think i i say get used to a senate that's only divided by two or three votes i i just don't ever see a 60 seat majority uh coming into the senate again uh in my lifetime i don't think it's going to happen yeah no kevin i agree i mean you know what uh, i often comment that the polarization now is to a point where that the middle ground is is little to none and you know p- those voters and uh, who are in the middle ground um, you know, find themselves in a position of uh, voting down party lines uh, just, you know, for the sake of doing so. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to yeah. cause problems, uh, you know, because you want people, at least my opinion here, Kevin, that you want people thinking uh, and, and really understanding the issues at hand. Yes, um, but, thank you, you very know, much. With the polarization now uh, at play, 
you just don't have those voters really having a choice. No. And sometimes when like there there are like literal like loony bins in the parties, then, then you're really like, well, I, I, I'm not confused about not wanting that. I definitely don't want that. So um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where it all goes. And I, I you know, I heard Frank Morano on Arthur's show on election night, and um, I love Frank. Frank's a, a friend of mine. Uh, I know Frank Morano. Frank Morano's a friend of mine. Um, I, I think he's smoking too much uh, of that secondhand weed that's coming up out of the subways because the idea of ever having nonpartisan elections, who would ever support that? <laughs> like, there's Neither one of the parties would go for it. And then you've got all the people that are like, well, I, I, I would then actually have to educate myself on what I'm voting for. <laughs> I don't I don't see that ever happening anywhere. So, you know, I love Frank. I just think uh, it's a little pie in the sky to think you'll ever get truly nonpartisan elections. And I'm not even sure when you get into like the philosophy of things, I'm not even sure if that would even work well, because you, you build alliances. Politics is all about building alliances with people that have similar belief systems to you and fighting for things that you believe in and not with fists, but you know, with words and with arguments and trying to convince people. And that's, that's why we do it the way we do it. And yeah, it's contentious. I mean, in the very first Congress, one of the uh, congressmen hit the other guy over the head with his cane, had to be arrested for the night. I mean, it's, you know, it's, so we've always kind of had these arguments about things, but I think that's one of the things that makes, you know, America different. We, we have free speech and we have the ability to, to advocate anyway. All right. Uh, enough so, of the election stuff. We're going to come back and we're going to have a big round of applause for that man right there, Imran Ansari, because he had a major win this week and we are very pumped about it. And we've got a lot of a lot of uh, news on the legal front to get into. Stay with us. It's Legal Night, Radio Night Live. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. The November election is now on us. Do not sit this out. We need you. Make sure you're registered. Make your plan. Make a difference for your vote. The following is a paid political announcement. Crime and congestion pricing. Those are the only guarantees if Kathy Hochul gets reelected. We'll get the same old story why our streets and subways are more dangerous and have to pay $23 commuter tax just to drive to work. But we can change things. We can elect Lee Zeldin as our governor. Vote now in early voting or on Election Day, November 8th for Lee Zeldin for governor. The only chance we have. Paid for by Save Our State NY, Inc. This communication was not expressly authorized or requested by any candidate or by any candidate's political committee or any of its agents. Find yourself turning on the news and feeling hopeless? Open borders, spending gone crazy, more mandates, lockdowns, inflation. There is something you can do. Buy from companies that believe what you believe. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer broad nationwide coverage using the same towers as all the major carriers. Patriot has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based team provides exceptional customer support. More importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, your conservative rights, sanctity of life, and our veterans and first responder heroes. Go to PatriotMobile.com Gorka or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code GORKA. Always special discounts for veterans and first responders and for multi-line accounts. Support a company that loves America and shares your values. PatriotMobile.com slash GORKA. That's PatriotMobile.com slash GORKA. Or call 972-PATRIOT. 
Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt for Key City Capital. Go there at keycitycapital.com slash Hugh. You've heard me on my radio show with Charlie Dombeck. Now, Charlie has been a practicing CPA for 30 years. He is one of the founders of Key City Capital, and the reason he did so is they wanted to be wealth acceleration experts. Charlie begins by looking at your taxes to see if you've paid too much money over the past few years. He then suggests to you investments. This is an offer to sell. This is just telling you that Charlie can be trusted. A bunch of investments that will have great returns if they perform as they did in the past, and there's no guarantee of future performance, of course. But it'll help you structure your tax situation, generate tax-free cash flows. Let Charlie protect your wealth, lower your tax liability. So many of our listeners have connected with him. Connect with Charlie today at keycitycapital.com slash you. That's keycitycapital.com slash you. You can trust Charlie. You can trust Key City Capital at keycitycapital.com slash you. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca or Tom. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very I, fortunate to have a great American story, uh, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970. The Answer. The Eric Metaxas Show, tonight at 11 on AM 970. The Answer. And now, back to Radio Night Live from New York. Here's Kevin McCullough. Well, couldn't be prouder than to be sitting across the table from this fella on uh, Thursday nights. Imran Ansari is back with us. Now, Imran, were you, were you trying to get my attention before we went to break? I, th- I think I may have cut you off, and I didn't mean to do that. I love Frankie Morano too, just as much as you. And I love you, Kevin. So guess what? I have a great idea. Take both Kevin and Frank Morano, put them in a room, and you debate what you were just talking about. I think that would make <laughs> some great, great radio. If I seem to remember correctly, Frank and I had more than one of those debates at the Trinity Place just downstairs from the studios here uh, many, many times in days past. So we've long we've long uh, bemoaned the uh, electoral systems and his solution of nonpartisan. I just think it's kind of goofy. G- good on him for continuing to advocate for it because it may, it's what makes him an original. You know, he's 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 out there with it. Hey, uh, speaking of being out there, you no longer have a case to deal with when it comes to Mr. Dershowitz. What happened? Very true. So I, I can proudly announce that uh, hours of toiling away and uh, really fighting for the good professor. Dershowitz have paid off, and we settled the cases uh, for Alan Dershowitz. I was uh, working away on this case, uh, as you know, Kevin, uh, for quite some time now, and it's come to a resolution, which I'm going to call a win uh, for Professor Dershowitz. Uh, And Virginia Jufre, who was the uh, woman who made accusations against Alan Dershowitz uh, that he had sex with her and that he was 
denying from day one uh, those allegations, has come out with a statement which states, quote, I now recognize I may have made a mistake in identifying Mr. Dershowitz. Uh, and the cases uh, which Virginia Dufresne filed against Professor Dershowitz, also her attorney, David Boys, filed against Alan Dershowitz, have been dismissed. And that statement is out there. And I can safely say that uh, Alan Dershowitz is is feeling good right now because that's some vindication for him. I thought from the beginning it, it seemed something was very fishy about all of that. Absolutely. And, you know, Kevin, we had a defense uh, which was really – uh, going strong. We were defending uh, Alan in that case. You know, I was the lead on the case uh, for the firm. We had a, our awesome co-counsel uh, with a firm in Boston called Todd and Weld, and we were uh, ready to fight. You know, we were defending the case for Alan, and, uh, but this is a win. This is uh, essentially a recognition uh, from Virginia Jaffray that she, there was a mistake in identifying uh, Mr. Dershowitz, and he, she may have made a mistake in that identification, which is everything for, for Alan, and he's feeling uh, vindication, he's feeling some peace of mind, he's enjoying uh, now his time, you know, with his family, uh, and I'm hoping, because it caused him, uh, you know, a lot of suffering, he suffered greatly from those allegations, which he denied from the get-go, I could tell you, it's everything that we were looking for, so, you know, some vindication for Alan, uh, and some closure because he's had such a, a long, great career. Uh, he deserves it now at his age to just relax. Although I don't think Alan Dershowitz is really going to do too much relaxing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, enjoying his time with his family without this uh, litigation to deal with. So let me ask you a question, not related to Dersh specifically, but if someone in his situation um, got the person in, in her situation to basically admit that she fingered the wrong guy uh and of course i'm sure that part of the settlement is he won't retaliate you know or, or take that kind of action but what would be the advantages of taking a settlement with a pretty i mean that doesn't seem like a it's not really an apology she's just kind of like oh i goofed i got the wrong person um that that does that make up for the you know the pain to his reputation and and you know, the, the pain to his family and, and what they've had to go through for the length of time that she's been out there saying these things. Would, would you would you rather have a settlement like this or, or would would there be occasion where it's such a big deal? You need to counter sue for the damage done. Well, well, Kevin, uh, you know, again, we're talking now not necessarily about this case, but just for a moment, let's talk about Alan's case. He did counter sue uh, both okay. Virginia Dupre and also David Boyd's right for the damages. Um, and now just let's talk in uh, hypothetical. And was that also, when they it was that when they suddenly had a, a change of memory? Well, no, he had countersued from the get go. Uh, okay. And there's almost, okay. you know, there's certain aspects I can't comment on. But I'll, I'll just say this in a hypothetical. Right. You know, sometimes getting closure um, and also uh, another party. And, and keep in mind, let's just go back to this case specifically. Uh, there was no money exchanged here. So it's not like this is a money settlement um, where right. where money right. was exchanged for to make a case go away. Let's just say that Alan didn't pay any money. Um, so th I think there's value, especially in someone who may be of uh, an older age of of accepting, you know, someone sure. saying that they may have made a mistake just to do away with the stress of litigation. You know, this was a very public, especially if a case is a public case. 
you know, there's a certain amount of stress uh, that's going to go along with that for, for all the litigants, uh, their families, their friends, uh, you know, so they're, to, to get a result where someone uh, will make that admission that they may have been mistaken uh, about an identity, uh, that's a win. It'd be really hard for me to, you know, not want to, um, you know, lash out and, and get what was coming to me in terms of like restitution, because these types of charges are not particularly light hearted things. I mean, people look right. at you differently when they hear you've been accused of this type of stuff. No, absolutely. And I, I expect that people are going to look uh, at Alan differently now that there's been this, uh, you know, acknowledgement that the identification of him may have been a mistake all this time, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. people who may have shunned him uh, or, you know, given him the cold shoulder uh, because of this or rushed to judgment. Um, I hope that they're uh, reassessing uh, what they did and what they may have said. And, and you know, uh, the apologies should be flowing in from those people if that's the case. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I hope that is, in fact, exactly what happens. Well, congratulations, man. I know that you, you gave about 15 years of your life to this in the last six months. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, those, these, these cases were filed in 2019. Kevin, and I'm just going to give you one uh, example. So I filed and argued the disqualification motion in the beginning of the Jufre case where I was able to disqualify David Boys and his firm, Boys Schiller Flexner, as the attorneys for Virginia Jufre uh, in her case because they could be fact witnesses and other uh, arguments I made. That argument was set originally for the first week of September 2019. Um, and my son, who's now three, was born on September 7, 2019. Oh, I was yeah. so vested and just immersed in the fight in this case um, that I was almost willing, much to uh, the chagrin of my wife, and I would regret this myself down the line, to take the chance that I, I may be arguing in federal court for Allen uh, while my wife could be going in labor. What shows how, what a mensch Alan Dershowitz is, is that when he heard that, he said, absolutely not, Imran. Your family is everything. Uh, you're going to go ask the judge for an adjournment. And yeah. I listened yeah. to my client. I got the adjournment. Uh, and I ended up arguing that, you know, a few weeks later, granted with less sleep because I had a newborn <laughs> at home. Of but, course. Uh, but all things worked out. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, what a what a great uh, uh, final story to wrap up uh, that uh, part of the show tonight. All right, we got more uh, actual legal headlines to get to when we come back. It's legal night. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. Stay right here. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I know it's hard to believe. In fact, it's mind blowing. But the holidays are going to be here before we know it. So why not make them truly memorable this year on board the Atlantis yacht with New York Cruises? Captain Fred, the amazing staff, go above and beyond on every detail. Whether you've been put in charge of planning the office Christmas party or looking to do something exciting for New Year's Eve, why not take the party off land and onto sea? It's the best place for a 360-degree view of New Year's Eve's fireworks. And speaking of New Year's, I can't think of a better place to pop the question to that special someone in your life than on the Atlantis. 
The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, wedding, engagement, anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar, bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. Or just go to newyorkcruises.com. When the Dow drops 3,000 points in one month, many investors pull out. They play it safe, convert to cash. But here's the thing. Millionaires are made during downturns. Think about it. You want to buy a stock when it's undervalued, not overvalued. But how do you know what to look for? Recognize the cyclical patterns of the market? Stockcharts.com, the most comprehensive online stock charts. Knowledge is power. Go to stockcharts.com and sign up for a free 30-day trial. You'll not only have the ability to track trends and set buy or sell alerts with specific stocks, but you'll also get access to their entire resource library and advice from their expert commentators. Like I said before, millionaires are made with every downturn, but they're smart. They do their research. And they have the best tools. Stockcharts.com is the best tool for technical analysis, period. Sign up for free today at Stockcharts.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Our hosts tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, the answer. You can't sleep. You can't eat. There's no doubt you're in deep. Radio Night Live from New York. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right, it's legal night, and um, we're grateful that you're with us. Always grateful to have you uh, hanging on and uh, and hanging out with us on Thursdays, every night, 7 o'clock, Radio Night Live. Only radio show in all of New York that is wholly dedicated to making our city uh, the very best uh, shining light uh, to the world uh, that uh, that it can be. Uh, but, you know, it was at one point in time prior to the pandemic. We want to get back there and we want it to be better than it's ever been. Imran Ansari is my guest. Uh, not my guest. He's my co-host. He's my brother in arms here on Thursday nights. And Imran, um, you know, the elections have brought about a lot of uh, and will bring about a lot of interesting dynamics to a lot of different levels of government uh, over the next year. But uh, there's a there's a piece in Reuters today that says that state Supreme Court elections are going to shape uh, some of the big fights over redistricting and abortion and some of that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and we saw, you know, even on the ballot on Tuesday, I think there were five states that had some plank of um, either abortion access or abortion banning. Uh, some of the bluer states, you know, wanted to enshrine it in their state constitutions. Some of the red states wanted to say it, it will we'll pass a law that will make it impossible to ever be enshrined in our state constitution. I think it's just going to continue, by the way, down that road. I think that the that on this issue, the red states are going to get more red and the blue states are going to get more blue. Uh, but I never realized how influential the state Supreme Court races might have been from Tuesday's midterm. What say you? Right, Kevin, you know, listen, those, uh, especially for the average typical voter, those um, uh, the boxes where you're, you're encountering uh, candidates for state Supreme Court are, are often, you know, a lot of voters don't even know who they are. Right. And they just vote down, you know, maybe a party line. They don't even give any thought to the candidate uh, who is running for state Supreme Court. I'm just talking about necessarily the average voter. Uh, right. But now this is all the more important because you have real issues being decided on the state level. Uh, which sort of echo the big uh, questions and big issues that 
are resonating on, you know, uh, in other elections, right? So you have state Supreme Court justices who may be uh, elected to the bench who will have more power in many ways in terms of deciding or making uh, judgment and rulings uh, on issues such as uh, how states are going to be handling abortion, uh, laws, in, you know, impacting gun rights. Um, and now those state Supreme Court justices, their role and importance uh, is all the more on, you know, highlighted here. And there's been some elections during this election cycle in North Carolina, where there was two Republican challengers. They defeated Democratic incumbents on the bench. And now there is a majority in that state in terms of their uh, state courts with a, a Republican majority. So these state justice uh, and judge elections will have more bearing than one may think. Now they're going to have a even more highlighted role given some of the decisions that we've been receiving from SCOTUS. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because in Ohio, well, uh, in Ohio, in Kansas and in Michigan, uh, it looks like a lot of the courts just held their current makeup. Uh, but in uh, places <clears throat> um, like North Carolina, where you went from a 4-3 Democratic controlled court to a 5-2 majority, it's again, and, and this is, goes back to what I was saying in the opening segment, um, you're not going to see big, massive, uh, you know, you know, landmark swings in things anymore. It's going to be incremental. So you're never going to see like a seven nothing court one way or the other. This is this is like really, really phenomenal. I mean, big time news because, you know, it went from a four, three, one way to a five two the other. That's that's like a blowout by these standards today. I mean, right now, the current Supreme Court. You know, the, the thing that the, you know, left-leaning people are wringing their hands about the current Supreme Court is that, oh, my goodness, you know, there's there's six Republican-nominated justices on that court. And that, we haven't seen that in a long time, and I don't know that we're going to see anything any bigger than that, uh, you know, anytime soon. I think the 5-4-6-3-4-5, I think, you know, that's going to be what, you know, where we live in most of the universe from here on out. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, this is going to be the makeup of the court for quite some time now. Um, and it's going to be the rulings what really shape uh, the justice system and our laws uh, going forward, at least from the judiciary. Right. And, yeah. and the yep. challenges going to other issues that are percolating up in court. Um, and, you know, that's that's going to be something which is going to be resonating for quite some time. Uh, and I think that on the state level, you've seen. Uh, at, you know, we've discussed many cases that uh, this has been at play where there's been a ruling or decision from a state court uh, and there are stays being sought uh, in federal court yeah. Um, yeah. as to those decisions. And we've seen them in, in cases uh, regarding gun rights. We've seen it in cases regarding uh, vaccination. Uh, so this is yeah. really something yeah. that's going to be highlighted, the makeup and interaction between state courts and federal courts and decisions okay. uh, on both levels. Hold hold that thought, Imran. We're coming right back. Legal Night, it's uh, Radio Night Live.
Listen up, ladies. There's finally a probiotic created just for women. Probiotic HX Women is formulated to include clinically proven strains of probiotic to optimize vaginal pH and create a normal bacterial environment in the body. Many women have experienced an imbalance in the vaginal microbiome and know just how bothersome it can be. Our formula contains a powerful combination of healthy bacteria to promote urinary tract health and helps to restore healthy vaginal flora. Containing lactobacillus strains shown to be effective in targeting the bacteria that cause UTIs. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Buy one bottle of Probiotic HX Women at retail and get the second bottle free. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Taking care of all aspects of your health is important to women. Call now, 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Eric Metaxas is upset with the corruption. It's hard to, to talk about for me. The corruption in this White House, the corruption in our government, it is vile. It stands against everything the founders uh, pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor uh, to guarantee for us. The Eric Metaxas Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 970. The answer. The following is a paid political announcement. Hi, this is Frank Pilata, Republican candidate for United States Congress here in New Jersey's 5th District. I'm not just running to return my district to Republican hands. I'm running to represent all of the people in my district, including seniors, veterans, small businesses, and everyone who longs for real bipartisan leadership. I've just launched a weekly radio talk show on AM 970, The Answer, called Frankly Speaking. Our show will air at 10 a.m. on Sundays, so please tune in. We'll be discussing the issues that are relevant and critically important to all of us here in the 5th District and across the great state of New Jersey. If you'd like to know more, please visit my website, at frankfornj.com. That's frank, the number four, nj.com, where you can follow our campaign, catch up on all the issues, and if you like what you see, please feel free to donate. If you have any questions, please contact our offices at 201-783-8801. Thank you. This is Frank Pilata, and I approve this message. Did you listen to our podcasts? Hear them now on our website at am970theanswer.com. Back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right, uh, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. It's uh, Legal Night. And coming up next segment, it is Esquire Etiquette. 
from the one and only Imran Ansari. But uh, Imran, there are still some huge headlines that we haven't even uh, been able to touch on yet tonight. The, uh, the DOJ and the Security Exchange Commission are both opening up investigations into cryptos. Now, uh, my, my Monday night co-host, Hillary Kramer, is going to be with me. I'm doing Piscopo's show tomorrow. In fact, you're going to be on in the uh, third hour, I think, with me uh, for a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. But uh, Hillary uh, was furiously texting me yesterday. She goes, Kev, we've got to talk about uh, what happened with cryptos, particularly uh, during uh, covid uh, and you know all of the all of the bad stuff that's you know kind of gone down. So what what are the DOJ and SEC looking into? So yeah, so the DOJ and SEC are uh, investigating, um, particularly FTX, which is a a crypto. And you know, Kevin, I'm always flummoxed uh, as to what crypto is 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 taking path pa- the path crypto is taking. And there is a debate as to whether crypto uh, is going to be deemed a security or currency. And that's going to have uh, a real important bearing on how they're taxed and also regulated. Right. So currency uh, isn't necessarily uh, uh, put to the scrutiny of the SEC and under that sort of regulation. But, of course, if it's deemed a security, it would be uh, under that scrutiny and under the laws which are embodied by the SEC uh, and securities laws. So this is something which is really interesting. Uh, and, you know, we're seeing how the DOJ and the SEC is handling crypto. Of course, there's been some controversy lately of, you know, how a, a celebrity can endorse crypto. And is that going to be running afoul of SEC uh, laws? But this is something uh, that we all are looking at, and it's an unfolding area of law, right? Whenever you have something so new and novel, and crypto is still relatively new and novel in terms of how it's being used as, uh, you know, a, a, a currency or a security, if it goes that way, uh, you always have then the law uh, grappling with how to handle this new innovation and this new sort of uh, either technology or here. Uh, form of currency. And I think that's how the SEC and the DOJ, they are still themselves a little confused. And we're going to see these uh, cases also, I think, uh, percolating up through the courts and ultimately to SCOTUS of how uh, crypto is going to be handled in terms of uh, the law. Yeah, it's really a love-hate thing for me with crypto because I love the idea of um, well, first of all, the technology that brings it about, the blockchain, that's going to be used across so many different applications to solve so many problems. Everything from curing cancer to uh, you name it, there, there's, they're going to be able to use blockchain uh, for so many things. Um, so you attach this idea of a currency to that kind of um, reliable uh, kind of infrastructure and that's also very attractive to me but what i don't like and the reason i don't like um crypto and i don't invest in it and i don't buy it is um unlike gold or a, even a stock security there is nothing that i have in writing or in material that tells me i have anything and i know that some number in some bank account somewhere seems to indicate that i do but it's to me it's 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 always been from from the investment or the currency standpoint really shady and i know that you know 
a lot of criminals like to use it because it's off the market. I mean, you can't be traced. It's, you know, um, very, very easy to elude uh, that regulation and that oversight. And there's a part of me that likes that because I if if Joe Biden's going to tell my bank to report every time I have a transaction of six hundred dollars or more. Well, I don't really want I mean, what business is it of his what I do with my with my bank account? So there's a piece of me that is very attracted to that. But at the end of the day, I just don't trust it. Right. You know, listen, with crypto, it's it's something that I haven't dived into the whole crypto world, Kevin. Yeah, you know, there's I something uh, about it which gets me a little nervous. I like to, uh, you know, feel my cash in hand, if you will. That's right. Um, you know, and uh, although I've been told by many people that I really should be looking into jumping into the crypto world. Um, but right now, you know, maybe it's just uh, I'm being conservative here. But, you know, until things are really solid and regulated, and I'm, I'm not saying uh, to the point where it's infringing on just our rights here, but meaning there, at least for me, there's peace of mind in crypto and it's a solid sort of form of, of uh, asset and equity. You know, I'm, I'm still uh, maybe a little old school and I'm going for cash and, and, and over uh, crypto, but it's going to be an evolving area. And I think that the law is going to be really interesting as that unfolds. And you see yeah. lawyers really looking into this. I even once thought maybe we should be looking into uh, forming a crypto practice uh, because any new evolving areas of law uh, are interesting. Um, but we're going to see how this is handled on a regulatory aspect from the DOJ and SEC. And I'm sure there's going to be challenges to that. Uh, and ultimately, we're going to be seeing these cases up in SCOTUS because it's going to be something that needs the highest court to really weigh in on. No, I, I think you're right. And any time that you're going to start regulating something that hasn't been regulated in the past, you're going to get pushback. Um, that's just that's just, just the nature of it. People that have been able to operate without rules don't suddenly like rules being applied to them. Um, and I think that I think that I actually think that crypto law is going to be a, a large practice over the next you know f- five years specifically until they have you know until it, the dust all settles and you say okay this is the accepted you know form and practice for it all then then that'll be there'll be more definition there but right now it's still the wild west out there hey let me let me move on to this other story real quick before we go to break um there was a case against blue cross over some gender affirming care and that has been certified as a class action lawsuit. Real quickly, what happened there? Yeah, sure. So there was a, um, there's been a challenge. There was a challenge by uh, one family, and they were, it was, it was essentially a lawsuit against Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois um, under the anti-discrimination provision of the Affordable Care Act. And the plaintiffs in that case were suing uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, because they were saying they were refusing to cover the transgender teenagers gender affirming care uh, through an employer plan that it was administering for this family. Well, you know, this was uh, this opened up the door uh, to other suits. And uh, so now everybody that's got a grudge against Blue Cross for not paying for their kids transition surgery are coming at them. Exactly. And Blue Cross Blue Shield, we're looking to really uh, keep this a non-class action and be able to defend well that of course (laughs) you know why they didn't want to do that 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 makes total sense to me stay with us coming right back do you want your kids to have an edge in school, sports, and overall well-being? Using marijuana underage can derail that. Today's high-potency marijuana can have permanent effects on the developing brain. 
It can lead to an IQ drop of up to eight points when used regularly. It can slow reaction time in sports and driving. Studies show one in six youth marijuana users become addicted. Your guidance matters. Know the risks and help them stay on track. For more information, visit njpn.org. That's njpn.org. This message is sponsored by the New Jersey Prevention Network and Impact New Jersey and aired in cooperation with the New Jersey Broadcasters Association and the station. Buying a home requires a lending partner who can help you navigate through the mortgage process. The Citizens Bank Loan Officer can help answer all your questions and help you select the products you need in a clear and personal way. So the next time you have a question about home financing, call 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. Millions of people all over the world suffer from some form of pain, whether it's lower back pain, hip pain, neck pain, leg pain, pain from a workout at the gym, maybe just aches and pains from life. Hey, we're all there, right? That's why Relief Factor has been such a godsend for me and people all over the world. It's a 100% drug-free approach to solving the pain that you suffer from, and people are loving the results. I woke up after two and a half weeks of taking Relief Factor one morning and realized, Wow, my lower back pain is gone. And you know how I know Relief Factor works? If I travel or if I forget to take it for a few days or a week or two, my lower back pain starts creeping back. It's an amazing product. Let's see if we can get you out of pain. Take three weeks. The 1995 Quick Start is phenomenal. If it doesn't work, after three weeks, you're out 1995. If it does, welcome to pain-free living. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Or call 800-500-8384 and start the three-week Quick Start with Relief Factor today. Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments, and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called, and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over-limit charges, and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that consolidated my bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt-free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here, write this down and call 1-800-990-6976. Can you repeat that? 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. Well, a little bit of breaking news. Uh, we, we have it on good authority that um, Arizona has counted five more ballots. So that's good. Hey, a whole hour went by. They got five more votes counted. Imran, it's, it's, uh, we're in good shape. Um, anyway, Esquire Etiquette, it's all yours, pal. Okay, so, you know, we're talking about cryptocurrency, and it's not really uh, totally uh, analogous to that, but it got me thinking about um, information uh, on the Internet and how people's identity may get stolen, and that's a real problem, especially with financial information, and it could cause all sorts of problems. So there is a, a legal aspect of this because you can find yourself in debt, default judgments, um, all sorts of chaos if someone has stolen your identity and, and, and wreaked havoc uh, with your information and financial information, credit score, et cetera. And you may need an attorney 
to help you undo some of that damage because you may be facing things like default judgments uh, and people coming, uh, creditors coming after you. Uh, and you would want to speak to an attorney to make sure that your rights are protected and that you are not uh, on the hook, if you will, for judgments or creditors who, ha uh, who are coming after you for debt that you didn't run up because you were a, a victim of identity theft. It's important to speak to authorities and make sure that it's all documented, that you've reported that your identity has been stolen. But it's also important that you, ha you, you protect yourself on a personal basis, and you may need to do so uh, with the assistance of a lawyer. So if this un ever happens to you, that you have your identity stolen, um, don't be shy about speaking to a lawyer to make sure that your rights are protected, along with speaking to the authorities and law enforcement to make sure that they're doing what they can to help you and find the person who stole your identity. Yeah, well, that's that's uh, good info because that identity theft is um, it's gonna it's gonna hit more and more people. It's just too easy for them to get it sometimes. And um, um, you know, every time I have something pop up that you know says, uh, "Oh, your password might might have been involved in this," you know, leak. I'm like. How many of these do you have to go through, um, you know, in, in the course of a year? But, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, not good. Imran, I always appreciate it, man. Uh, I'll see you in the morning. Uh, I think sometime in the 8 o'clock hour you're going to be, be on with me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Kevin. Be a lot of fun. Going to do some uh, Joe Piscopo show tomorrow morning. I don't know where Joe is. Somebody asked, where's Joe? I don't, I don't know where he's at tomorrow. I know that... Um, He's been super busy, and he, I think he has a couple of shows uh, coming up soon. So we'll, we'll figure out all that. Uh, but Joe Sibili will be with me, Debbie Duhame, uh, And, uh, of course, we will uh, celebrate Veterans Day as tomorrow is the day we say thank you to everybody that served us in uniform. And um, uh, we, we are grateful for their sacrifice uh, for this country. We'll be honoring a veteran in every hour of the show tomorrow as well. So I hope that uh, you'll Excellent. tune in 6 to 10 a.m., and then uh, I'll be back here with uh, Christine, Nicholas, and company uh, for the Friday night edition of Radio Night Live. And we'll have some fun talking about food and Broadway and all that kind of stuff uh, tomorrow as well. Uh, Imran, thank you. Nicholas Malone, thank you as always, sir, for your good work behind the board. And uh, friends, join us next time right here on AM 970. And I don't stand the ghost of a chance with you.